CFE podcast by Football Engine. This is our first episode. I'm very excited to introduce you to my guests today, Christian, Victoria, and Raj. Hi guys. So we've got a pretty interesting episode today. We'll be looking at some uh, FAWSL pictures, games from the fixture for the last weekend. The new season is already underway. We have already seen some big transfers. The transfer window closed today, so we have a lot to discuss. Um, so I think we should start with the first game of the season, uh, Manchester City against Aston Villa. The first game we had, we have we had on uh, Saturday. So um, I want you to ask you. Do you think that the, the citizens were convincing in their win against Villa? Mm, no, I don't think so. Um, they showed glimpses of their quality, but they also uh, uh, conceded a lot of chances and they didn't really seem as free-flowing as they can be. They kind of got lucky with, with their goals. Villa giving them giving them two goals and playing a bit naively in possession, but trying to play out from the back. Um, and City took advantage of that. So no, I wouldn't say it was convincing at all from them. Yeah, I, I agree with Christian. Uh, I think yeah, they won the game and well they deserve it. There is no doubt here but well I think they should have scored more and yeah Georgia Stanway in the post-match interview herself admitted that she should have scored about 100 goals but she scored two which is great but yeah there was just two huge mistakes from the Aston Villa keeper and well City took advantage of them but also wasted some good chances a few times so I think Aston Villa was very lucky to not concede more. But yeah, I don't think citizens were really convincing in their win. So who would you say was the standout performer for City? Um, Georgia or anyone else? Mm, I would say Chloe Kelly was really good. I think she, she caused a lot of problems for Aston Villa defenders. Yeah, she was just great on that left flank. Very nice performance from her. Um, yeah, I agree. She was the main threat from for City, especially in the first half. She kind of dropped off in dropped off in, in second, but overall I thought she was the best player on the pitch. But also like you mentioned Sam Lewis, although her numbers after the first half weren't great, but she really uh, stepped up her performance in the second half. So there is no doubt that Manchester City can attack and attacks effectively, but what do you guys think about the backline of Manchester City? So do you think they will be able to hold on against better and stronger teams or will they have problems with that? Um, I think they will struggle. They barely held on against Aston Villa, a newly promoted team. Um, they should have conceded a refereeing mistake. Um, 
disallowing a, a goal for offside, which wasn't really offside. And Aston Villa managed to create a lot of chances in this game. So I think the defense is a bit boring, but they have reinforced with uh, the, full, the fullback areas. Do you think well, the transfers will obviously improve their their ability to defend? But given what we we've seen in that game, and more importantly in the in, what are your thoughts about the the captain Steph Uton? So she struggled a bit. Do you think it's time for her to slowly phase out and uh, some youngster have uh, her chance? To, to play in a, in her position? Uh, well, in my opinion, uh, it's tough to say because uh, she's a very experienced player and, you know, I don't want to belittle her achievements and skills because I have a lot of respect for her, but it seems that um, the times when she was in her best shape are behind her and I don't know if it's some kind of dropping form or a distraction in this match, but yeah, she looked a bit distracted and uh, well, it wasn't her best performance, to be honest. Um, I kind of don't want to like, um, well, disrespect her either, but I think the down, the down, uh, she's starting to declining and it's become pretty clear. Um, she isn't like very, she doesn't look very mobile, like she's turn slowly and she spends a lot of time on the ball and when she gets put under pressure by teams that press high she is very prone to making uh, a mistake giving the ball away in a dangerous area dangerous area so i think cd might need to look to buy a center back or give another uh, give a young player a chance maybe slowly throughout but her experience is still valuable for, for them. Yeah, so Lauren Hemp, she injured herself uh, during the Community Shield, uh, but she was clearly one of the best uh, for Manchester City. Uh, she was named the Young Player of the Year. Um, any thoughts about it? Um, yeah, she, she has won this award for the second time. And she's only 20 years old, and I think she was one of the city brightest stars during last season. So I think she deserved it, and yeah, she has you know such a beautiful fantasy, and she's not too of deals with defenders. And yeah, I think she has a really nice future ahead of her, and I hope she will continue to develop. Yeah. So Manchester City um, announced the signings of Lucy Bronte and Alex Greenwood uh, very late, we uh, should say. But do you think uh, they have what it takes to win the WSL and the Champions League? Um, it's it's tough to say. It's it's it, uh, they obviously have a lot of quality players uh, in their team, uh, but I think it might be. Too early, especially for the Champions League. Um, their defense looked shaky with Steph Houghton off being at the races. 
Um, as for WFL, I think they are the closest challengers to Chelsea at the moment, but I think they need time to like, like really settle in with their new manager and his style of play and system. Okay, so moving on to uh, North London, they faced Reading at Middle Park. A very impressive winning by Arsenal, and they were dominant in their opening game. And the midfield looked uh, more cohesive than last year. Should they stick to the same midfield? Should they make any changes? Uh, what's your opinion? Uh, yeah, I think uh, with this win, Arsenal sent a strong message to the rest of the FAW teams, and it was very important in the first game because you know the expectations for the team are high, and I think the fans have been looking forward to this first game. Uh, yeah, and it was a good game. I think um, the midfielders took the burden of the game on their shoulders, and you know they took the responsibility for creating offensive actions and. Finally, Videma was able to stay on her position, and you know she 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 waited for a pass, and without the need to drop deep on the pitch for the ball. And I think it was a great game, and everything you know clicked as it was supposed to be. So, have we seen improvements since uh, last season? What do you think they show more and more quality in their game? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it's only the first game, so it's tough to say, but I think, yeah, and I think finally Jill scored, and she scored a hat-trick, because, yeah, she can, you know, like, breathe a sign of relief, because uh, she had a lot of bad luck last season, her shots often hit the post or the crossbar, so I think it was nice for her to score a hat-trick, and I think, like, the cooperation, Mm, the tree of the midfielders, the cooperation between them looked very nice, and they still have uh, Daniel van der Donk and Jordan Knobs on the bench, so I think they don't have to worry about the midfield this season, because they have players who, who can give a lot of quality to the team. Uh, hard, it's hard to say if they improved. It looks like they already did, but I think that these games against you know the top teams will verify that. So we also saw um, Kaitley and Maritz's uh, debuts in the WSL. Uh, what do you have to say about their performances? Uh, yeah, they were both included in the starting eleven, and well, Maritz already had a chance to um, appear in the Champions League match against PSG. And yeah, she received a lot of praise for this match. And also against Reading, I think she, she has had a solid game and she guarantees this solidity for Arsenal on uh, either right of or left back. So she's also fond of joining offensive actions. But yeah, as I said, this is only the first game, so I don't want to be too optimistic. But yeah, the experience, experience she, she brings to the team is evident on the pitch. Uh, yeah, and Steph probably played an equally good game, I think. I'm really curious about her next performances.
So we'll actually be able to work with more demanding teams um, in the WSL. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna repeat myself. You know, this is only the first game for Arsenal. And yeah, they usually do very well with average opponents. But the problem uh, with Arsenal last season was that something was wrong when when it came to face the top teams like City or Chelsea or Manchester United. Uh, yeah, I think they had problems in these matches with the top teams. But yeah, they started this season really well. And I think the real test awaits the Montenegro team in matches with Dimension, Chelsea and Man City. And I think these games will verify whether they drew conclusions from the previous season and it will be crucial for them this season. Uh, yeah, I think now Arsenal fans can be very happy and they should be, but this is just the beginning of the season. And yeah, the team just... They just have to play at the highest level uh, in matches against top teams. Uh, yeah, and they, I think they should remember that uh, Daniel van der Dijk is a midfielder, and not a winger. Even though she does well on the wing, I think Jerome Antonio should get the best out of Daniela, and she's the best when she's playing as a midfield. So, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Chelsea versus Manchester City, Manchester United. I'm so sorry. Um, so we had a pretty good game, uh, a draw between the champions and uh, Manchester United. Um, a very, very positive performance by Manchester United. How good were they against against Chelsea? Um, I thought they were good. Nothing like that special. Mm. Like obviously they got a good result and proved that they will be be able to compete more better against the top three teams. Um, it it was a good performance, but like I wouldn't like say that it was fantastic or anything. I think they had their struggles throughout the game, um, and Chelsea missed a lot of chances and were ultimately the better team, but. A strong showing from Manchester United. What about Casey Stoney's uh, game plan and her tactics? Were they good? Your opinion? Well, they were as expected, I think. Um, I expected her to go out in the 4 2 3 1 with a double pivot of Hayley Ladd and Katie Salam to have. Uh, have that solid defensive structure um, and deny Chelsea space in between their defense and midfield and, and try to press them highly uh, to win the ball. And they succeeded um, with that. So, yeah, I think, I think it, yeah. It was it was it was a game plan that worked out, and her tactics were as expected, really. Okay, so we had a player making her debut for Manchester United and making a really really positive um, performance on Abatje. Uh, how good was she, and how can she cope with the physicality of 
uh, the English lead. She was brilliant. She was, for me, she was the best player on the pitch. Uh, although I thought she kind of struggled the first 20 minutes of the game, settling into it and getting used to the tempo and everything. But after that, uh, 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 I thought she she did really well. Uh, I also think she will cope with the physicality of the English league. Um, her quality as a player really fits the English style of play with her pace and aggression. I think that's needed, and she definitely has that and showed it against Chelsea. So, uh, about still about uh, tactical uh, decision by Casey, uh, do you think it was a smart tactic to, to bench uh, Jackie Ronan, or should she uh, should have she been on the, the first team? Uh, I thought it was a risk. Uh, I thought Jackie's qualities as a player is, was needed in that game from the start. Uh, if I thought United really struggled with in possession to cope with Chelsea's high press. They lacked composure on the ball and didn't really manage to like play through the through the play to play through the lines or or anything. They really struggled in possession to in attacking wise. Uh, and I think uh, Shaki would have uh, helped them doing so. But uh, I also understand that. Uh, Casey needed uh, her qualities and fresh legs off the bench with Chelsea having so many great attacking options. And although it was a risk, it, re it ended up paying off because she came on and really changed the game for United and helped them massively in earning a point. So uh, United signing uh, Christian Press and Tobin East. Um, strong, strong squad. Uh, do you think um, they will have a chance to topple the top three and claim a Champions League place uh, and also be a contender for the for the title? You know, how can those two players uh, in specifically um, impact the team? Um, I think it's going to be too early for the title to balance, but they can definitely break into that top three now with Press and Heath and even Alessio Russo, who was announced today. Um, one of the problems United had last season was they didn't really score enough goals. Defensively, they, they were great, uh, but they ultimately only scored 24 goals, which was consider considerably less than any of the top three. Uh, but with the signings of Christian Press and Tobin Heath, I think, I think they will score more. They have so many great attacking options now, and definitely they will score. They will definitely score a lot more goals now. But it's all about being consistent against the the weaker teams. The top three didn't really drop any points against those teams last season, whilst United kind of did. And also so, continue to take points off the top three, like they did against Chelsea. Yeah. So Chelsea uh, came into this game with very high expectations. Um, they draw against uh, United. So are they still the favourites to win the league, given these results? Um, 
Yeah, I think they still are the favorites to win the league. And yeah, I think they they will learn from this game because this is only the first game of the season, that's for sure. And you know, if you aspire to a championship title, I think you have to win every day right from the start. And there is no place and no time for mistakes. But to be fair, I think United had a good game and it wasn't that Chelsea had an easy game against them. But yeah, I guess we should expect a bit more from them, uh, especially since their defense did not look calm and composed at times. And, you know, players such as Ericsson or Bright should guarantee the solidity and composure. And I think they, they will bounce back. As I said, it was only the first game after a really long break. Um, I think they will grow into the season as it progresses. Um, Manchester United made it difficult for them with their, with their defensive solidity. And even then, Chelsea managed to create a lot of chances, which they ultimately should have scored. Um, but yeah, I consider them as still the favorites for the league still, despite this draw. Um, they just have amazing players everywhere and, and their depth is ridiculous. So it's all about for it's all about getting getting them to to gel together and play well together. But I think they will grow into the season and ultimately end up winning again. So they have a lot of quality players uh, in the squad. Their bench is phenomenal. So can it be a burden to Emma Hayes uh, choosing um, her starting 11 and then the subs know who should come in and try to make something uh, better for, for Chelsea? Um, I think both yes and no, because it is obvious that uh, you know big selections mean, means many different possibilities, and when the team is struggling with injuries, it it really guarantees certain safety. I would say, um, yeah, the quality on the bench is important because these players are able to change the face of the game. Uh, but on the other hand, some players may feel a bit disappointed that they are not getting enough minutes on the pitch. And yeah, it's hard to say for the team as a whole. It's good, but they have a large that they have a large squad. But you know, let's be honest, each player cares uh, individually for both the team and herself. So you can understand that those who get fewer minutes can be a bit disappointed at times. But I hope that the young players at Chelsea will get a chance that it will be a you know, combination of youth and experience and not only a team full of uh, big names in women's football. So I think, yeah, they have to find the right balance here. I think it's definitely going to be a selection issue for Hayes. She will have to drop a lot of quality players for every week, uh, but they want to to win, win everything. 
So you need a big squad with quality, with so many quality players to to manage that. I think Chelsea have. I think Chelsea are aiming to to overtake Lyon, and you look at the Lyon squad; they also have this amazing depth in in every position, and they have managed to to be quite successful. So yeah, it's it's it, it's it's going to be going to be tough tough for Ace to to pick this pick the team, but you ultimately need a big squad to compete on every front. So what about Sam Kerr? She has clearly uh, <laughs> kind of a sticky situation. So she, she misses chances. She starts, but she misses a lot of chances. Uh, is she overrated? Is she just out of shape? What do you think uh, is happening to, to Sam Kerr? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I think uh, Sam Kerr came to this league as an absolute star, so we should expect her to play at the highest level. But yeah, so far she's she's just disappointed, and uh, it must be said honestly. I understand that you know you might miss a chance or two in a match, but she's been wasting every good opportunity to score a goal lately. And you know I watch these games and I just shake my head in disbelief. I don't like to judge and say if someone is overrated or not, but yeah, Samker is not living up to the expectations. I don't know if it's just a pressure or if she's not coping with the demands, the physical demands of the league, but yeah, something is just not right here, I think. Um, I think it's hard to say. You, you definitely expect a, a player of her quality to to perform better and score score more goals, and it's hard to explain why she she hasn't performed at her best level. If she she's struggling to adapt to the league, or uh, if it's just a confidence issue in front of goal, because she gets into these good scoring positions uh, with her great movement and everything, but she just seems to kind of freeze up and, and just bottle it at the end when it comes to finishing. So I, I don't really know why it has happened. But, and I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't call her overrated, but she definitely hasn't lived up to the expectations. So Everton crushed uh, Bristol City. Uh, what about Lucy Graham's performance? Um, how do you rate her? Um, yeah, I think, well, first of all, the result is a bit of a surprise for me personally. I expected a better match from Bristol. Uh, yeah, Everton completely dominated them. Uh, but yeah, Lucy Graham, she played a brilliant game. I think she opened the score with a nice shot and then edited goal from the penalty spot. She also assisted in two goals. So yeah, she made a contribution to every goal uh, by Everton. So I think it was just a great performance from her. So Brighton, um, 
a win against Birmingham City 2-0 and uh, Spurs and West Ham uh, drew 1-1. Um, what do you think about another uh, NWSL uh, return to the WSL, uh, Rachel Daly's uh, debut for West Ham? Yeah, she she came as a substitute in the 35th minute of the game. But I think that uh, the show was stolen by Adriana Leon. I don't know if I pronounced her name right, but she scored a very nice goal. Uh, and yeah, she just secured a draw for West Ham. So I think, yeah, Rachel was great, but I don't know. It's just the first game, so... We will see if she'll be uh, performing well in the next games. Okay, so now a very controversial issue, uh, refereeing. So what do, what do you think uh, that was uh, during all the pictures uh, of match day? Um, it's difficult for me to say like overall. Um, because I didn't read, I didn't watch every game. But from the games I watched, I think the refereeing performance in the Manchester City Aston Villa game was definitely not great. She missed a a lot of offside calls, uh, disallowing uh, Aston Villa and a clear Aston Villa goal, which was onside, and she also. Um, uh, wrongly gave offside when Chloe Kelly uh, got through on the on the left early in the game and squared it across to Sam Hughes who put it in the net. So um, definitely not great in that game. It's tough to say overall, but it's 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 hard to expect like perfection when when the referees are semi-professional in a professional league. So but the the level needs to be higher because the players deserve that. So, in your opinion, who was the WSL player of the week? Mm, I think there are a few good options. Um, Lucy Graham has to be mentioned because of her two goals and and two assists and an overall great performance from her, very influential in in in, in that game. Uh, Jill Ward with a hat-trick uh, is also a great candidate. Can't really leave her out of the discussion. Uh, and also Ona Bache, who actually got, who won the title call from the Barclays FA Women's Super League account on, uh, on Twitter. Um, she really had a great performance against against Chelsea in her on her debut. Um, but I think uh, I think I'm going to go with Jill Ward for WSL Player of the Player of the Week. Yeah, I would say Lucy Graham, but yeah, Jill Ward as well. So I agree. So now looking a bit ahead uh, for what's coming, uh, what would you think uh, could be the player of the season 
now, given what we've seen in this, uh, these pictures? Well, for me, it's um, too early to say. I can make my choice now, but it's very likely that at the end of the season, I will all be laughing on if it turns out to be a completely wrong choice. But yeah, for me, uh, maybe Ona, I don't know why I have this feeling and yeah, just my shot. Um, this is very difficult to answer <laughs> uh, so early in the season, um, but um, you can't really look past Vivian Niedemann. Uh, but also, but also think Pernil Harder will have a great season, great season for Chelsea and be very influential to to their to their team with her quality and all around brilliancy. She also has a tendency to very rarely perform badly, so I think her consistency and overall quality will will prove very important for Chelsea. So I'm picking Pernil Harder. Okay, so uh, what are the matches to look out for um, next next match day, which will be uh, during the weekend? Uh, any anything that you wanna put out there about that? Mm, I would say West Ham versus Arsenal. I think it's gonna be an amazing game. Very interesting. I think. Um, I'm actually going to pick, you know, mention two games. I think Everton versus Tottenham will be will be quite interesting. I think Everton, they are two teams that will be close to each other on the table, I think, this season. And Everton have this really exciting pro project going on. So I think that's a game to be looking out for. But also, I'm curious about the Reading Aston Villa game because I really like what I saw from Aston Villa against against Manchester City, even though they lost, they showed, they showed what they are about and what they're capable of. And I'm curious to see how Reading will bounce back after that battering they got from Arsenal. Okay, so now let's go to a quick report from the Frauen Bundesliga. So, Victoria, this is your time to shine. What are your thoughts about? Yeah, I think uh, it was a great start for the season from Bayern Munich. Uh, they they defeated Sand six to zero, and there was no surprise here. Uh, yeah, they played a very good game. Four goals were scored by players who who have joined the team this summer, and Sara Zadrazio scored a beautiful goal. I don't know if you guys seen this, but yeah, it was. A beauty and Leah Schuller also scored her debut goal for Bayern. So yeah, they played a really nice game. I think uh, we're aware of the fact that they want to to win the championship title this year. In the so, do you think they will be able to win the championship this season and overcome Wolfsburg? Uh, yeah, it looks like they have a big chance. They, they've made a great moves in the transfer window and yeah, the first match and a solid victory for them. Uh, yeah, I think this season they may be able to win the championship and this is for sure the team's ambition for this season. I think Bayern team is very 
ambitious team, a young team with experience of players uh, such as Lina Magul or Daman. So I think, yeah, they have a big chance this season. So still about um, the Bundesliga and Wolfsburg. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about uh, Lina Oberdorf and her role in the team? Uh, yeah, Wolfsburg won uh, 3-0 against SM, and I think uh, we should mention that the biggest story for Wolfsburg uh, this season will surely be how to replace the loss of players such as Sarah Birkunarsdotti or Bernie Halder. But yeah, on the other hand, Essen has to cope without Schiller, Oberdorf, Knack and Hagering. So I think, yeah, both teams entered the season with uh, slightly changed lineups compared to the previous season. And yeah, two goals for Wolfsburg was scored by Lena Oberdorf. But yeah, as we know, she, she moved from Essen to Wolfsburg this summer. So yeah, she showed no mercy uh, for her former team. And yeah, she just secured three points for her new team. So it was a really good performance from her. And I'm really excited to see her play in Wolfsburg. Okay, so let's move on now to our last topic of discussion. Um, Champions League team of the season, UEFA uh, dropped the names and we had a lot of surprises there. Uh, no Vivian Miedema, no Alexia Kutanas, um, and many more that we could add to that list. But those two, I think, were the most uh, controversial ones. Um, what you guys have to say about that? Um, I think leaving out Alexia um was the most I like surprising thing. I really thought she she deserved to be in there. And leaving out the top scorer is also a weird choice. But I think most players. It's also difficult to like. Uh, leave out any of the ones who got picked. Um, I think in some way they most of them managed to defend their their, their spot. But yeah, and that, especially those two should have been in there. I think. What about you, Victoria? Uh, yeah, I agree. I think uh, Alexia should be there and Viv as well. Uh, yeah, I'm just, to be honest, I'm really happy that uh, Paulina Dudek is here, not because she's Polish, but uh, yeah, she was really great and I think she had a great tournament. Uh, yeah, I'm just wondering about uh, Karshawi from Lyon. I'm not really sure if she should be there. Uh, yeah, that's my only doubt here. Who would you like? Um in place of her or of Karchawi if, if, if she shouldn't be in there? Uh, I would say Mapi from Barcelona. I think she, she deserved to be here. Yeah, I, I just thought it was weird that they didn't include a Barcelona defender. Uh, because that was the part of the team that really stepped up in this Champions League, but whatever. Um, yeah. 
but also thought maybe like LXL could have replaced Svenja Hoop and Vivian Miedemann could have replaced Jennifer Hermoso, but they are all great players, so I'm, I wasn't my, it is my, it wasn't my decision to, to pick this team. Yeah. Not too many complaints, but some, some weird choices. Okay, guys, so that's all from our first episode of the podcast. I hope you have all enjoyed our opinions and our points of view. Stick and tune in for another another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you soon.